If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Welcome back to another episode of Channel Channel. I am not related to Charlie Brown, but I am Steven Strum, managing editor of Fanbyte.com, one of your usual hosts here on Channel F. Not joining me this week is not Merit Kay, as you can probably guess by the sound of my voice instead of her voice. Um, she's on the International Space Station this week, and uh, to sort of try and fill the void that like very, very, very big gaping hole in our hearts left behind by Merritt and actually Danielle as well, also on the International Space Station. Uh, we've brought in a special guest and it's Funke Joseph. Hi. Feature contributor. Oh, okay. <laughs> I hey, was pausing up? for dra- dramatic effect and switching back between is this going to be a pause for dramatic effect or is this going to be me actually like waiting for you to speak? Thank you. Thank you, okay, everyone. Yeah. In our live podcast audience. I mean, this is probably, we do have like uh, somewhat of a live audience joining uh, one Nicholas Grayson. Grayson. Mm. No, no, that's it. I changed it. Let me, let me roll it back. Oh, you (laughs) changed it. Fantastic. Leave it in. This is my name now. So Nicholas Grayson, you are joined by one. (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be the worst episode of this show yet. Well, this is an episode of Channel F, the premier video game podcast for fanbyte.com, and we are here to talk about all the latest and greatest, the biggest and the hottest and the chunkiest and the cheesiest and the most ravioliest mm-hmm. you've ever had. Delicious, nice. delicious video games straight from the big sweaty can. It's Channel F. What's wrong with that? Have uh, you ever had a mac and cheese chef by RD? No. No. Do they make those? Like, do I have a death wish? No. <laughs> Wait, did you just ask us if we had a thing and uncertain if it existed? Yeah, I did. Um, you could have opened with the other thing. No, it seems it seems like it would exist though, right? Chef mm, or yeah, yeah, RD. Yeah. Like canned macaroni and cheese. Canned macaroni and cheese. Yeah, it does exist. Oh. Okay, for oh, your I, for your sorry. sake, that's uh craft dinner. Craft yeah. dinner, Chef, Chef or RD, KD, yeah. Yeah, I thought you meant like put macaroni and cheese inside of ravioli. And that, now that would a mess. be mess. No, that would be cool, though. That's pasta in pasta, though. But That's the impasta. Okay. Imp- okay. Among us, anyone? I'm going to, hey, now put the sad from there next to when I just <laughs> played there, Paul. Nobody um, can hear it. Nobody oh, can hear it. Hold on the crickets. I'm hitting the crickets. Um, here's my question. If you, oh, this is so quickly going to turn into a friend's reunion, except we talk about video games some more. Um, you can go listen to friends reunion at podcast.net.org. If you had pasta, right? You've made, you've made yeah. pasta, you have sheets of pasta. I've been there. Yeah. 
who hasn't, you know? And then you take... Every morning, I mac- wake up and take off my sheet of pasta that I sleep under. Yeah. <laughs> That's How frequently do you wash that? What are you, wash? tomato? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then you, you take... A, so you make some mac and cheese, right? You put dollops of that in there. And you close it off. Ugh, it would yeah. actually be relatively easy to close off, too. Because if you, like... You can stuff mac and cheese with ricotta or spinach or meat yeah, or whatever. And the for pasta, sure. if you've made it correctly, mm-hmm. can, like can support it now you could boil those like you do with ravioli to prepare them or what if stay with me drop those babies in the deep fryer and then you took them out <laughs> had some marinara sauce on the side you got yourself a, a double pasta a double fried pasta situation this is lasagna. Now, Funke, what do you think lasagna? Funke, okay. <laughs> I was ready to turn the, Funke. I was ready for you and I to team up to like, face Nikki, like Billy and Jimmy Lee against the Shadow Boss. And then you betray, like, and then just like Double Dragon, you actually betrayed me at the last, at the eleventh hour. Describe the preparate. You okay? Garfield is at your house, Funke. And he's desperate oh, for my. some lasagna. And he gives you all of the ingredients. Yeah. What, at what order do you put those things together? Put the sheets of pasta together. I scrape the Steven off. I put a couple <laughs> tomatoes. I appreciate you doing that before the deep frying process that you definitely, <laughs> definitely do with lasagna. <laughs> I, I crush the tomatoes. I put the mac and cheese in. I deep fry it all. <laughs> take it out and then, and then garfield eats it and he loves it he's having yeah. a great time no i do like john we I... need some of this at home <laughs> <laughs> wait okay say another classic <laughs> say another classic garfield line with that voice <clears throat> i like video games <laughs> that's what he sounds like i love Damn. this garfield's on the show okay anyway video games huh steven some video games are coming out we are all here's the thing gang and by gang i mean everybody listening to this podcast right now people are tired and we all took vacation <laughs> so they're like there's nobody in right now well you didn't yeah no. you didn't paul didn't funke didn't i'm on it's vacation i'm recording on vacation no Which, but that means that you're not on vacation now does it Says the person who like had me run producer for their PlayStation wow. game stream earlier today. Get their ass! Damn, damn on main. Damn, in four K. Enjoyed you it talk. very much. I love doing this. I love all my coworkers immensely, and I would do anything for them. But we have been playing video games off and on in our free time during our work hours. One of those video games, I think, is the like the biggest of the big right now. And I want to hear Nikki talk about it a little bit more because I've talked to Nikki about it a lot in person and I think they've got a lot to say is a little game called Death Loop. Death Loop. From it's the a Death Loop. That's right. From that track. Really everybody did knows. the song. 
It's the Deathloop song. It's cooler than James Bond. His name is Colt. He's got two guns, one for each cock. It's a Deathloop. Wait, hold on. Sorry. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Vacation Steven is Vacation Steven is off the rails. Providence, Rhode Island Steven is here. Now, I do want to go back really fast. <laughs> Did you say that Colt has two guns, one for each cock? Yes. He's like okay. a big snake. He's got reptile DNA. And snakes have two cocks, one for each gun. That's how you dual wield. Then you can use your real hands to so baby punch a, a person. So a video game from the fine folks over at Arcane Studios, makers of Dishonored and Prey. Oh my god. Um, Dishonored! It's a Bethesda joint, so it's, it is a Microsoft game that is currently exclusive <laughs> to the PlayStation 5, which is... Fucking Buckwild! Um, For one it year. doesn't. It doesn't feature the Xbox Game Studios logo, which I think is a bitch move on Phil Spencer's part. You should have mm. just put it in there. Because it is true. <laughs> Isn't there a Sony logo in MLB The Show this year? Yes. That is, is like on Game Pass? When you start Minecraft on the PlayStation, you get the Xbox logo. That's funny. So That's I don't understand funny. why it's not in this one. Anyway, it's not important. Video Game Deathloop is, if you don't know, um, which would be uh, hard, but also entirely believable because it was announced 30 years ago. Um, and then they did zero promotion for it. <laughs> uh, now, are you sure out. about that? There were a lot of previews on There were so many previews for Deathloop. No, I meant like literal advertising, not... Oh, uh, I never I, see, I've never seen an ad in my life, so I wouldn't know. Oh. That's I guess true. I also left LA. There are a lot of video game ads in Los Angeles oh. whenever a video game comes out. That's sick. Uh, it's is not. it sick, Funke? I mean, it is It is sick. It's sick not sick. Um, anyway, it's a game where you are a guy trapped in a time loop. Your task is to kill handful of people that are trapped in the time loop so that you can destroy the time loop and leave the location that you're currently in. There are two central characters to the game, Colt and Juliana, um, and they are in conflict throughout the entire game. You're basically trying to unravel a mystery, determining why you're there, because you don't remember, you have amnesia, yeah. um, and you are going through, there's four like zones, there's four areas on the map, they're all really, they're not huge, but they are very dense. Um, yes, like incredibly every dense. Nook, every nook and cranny has something in it. You just have to start looking. And and that stuff changes depending yes. on which time of day you select exactly. that mission. So there, there are multiple times of day. There's morning, noon, afternoon, evening. So there's four times of day and then four different maps. So there's a total of 16 different combinations of, of stuff. But, well, that's not true, is it? No, it's a lot of things at a lot of only because you can only go to one in each time block. Anyway, the like the like Stephen said, those maps change depending on what time you access it. People are in different places. People are just straight up not on those maps at those times. People will be on different maps at different times. So your goal is to go through these levels, investigate. uh, You like will get tasks, uh, and you will investigate how to ensure that you kill all of the visionaries, which is what the, the NPC enemies that you're calling, or that you're the main bosses that you're trying to kill. You have to kill all of them in one continuous run. Yeah, um, you have to basically... Means... Oh, yeah, no, that, ahead, it, it's like Hitman, and Funke, I'm curious like if you like 
have played a lot of the, that game either, and if you kind of agree, but like it's very Hitman like where it's like what do they call them? Like opportunities in Hitman mm-hmm. where yeah. it'll be like, oh, this person is going to be standing on a sprinkler at 655. So if you like short out an electrical socket, you'll kill them. You need to do that, but you need to do that in such a way that they're, it's not like you can go through each and every mission and pick and choose how you want to do it. There's a little bit of that, but there is a correct order to creating the perfect loops. Yeah. And beat the game. But, you, but you're also, I think that's a really good comparison, but I also love how much more free it is and how it yes. feels like you're scouring the map for information. And some of that is just like random bullshit that is kind of like superfluous, but it, when you are finding like the, the correct method, it'll be like, okay, so this person is going to be here only in the morning. So I can only kill them in the morning. So I have to yeah. kill them first. Like yeah. that, that, that is cool to like, like stumble upon that conclusion after like trying a bunch of shit mm-hmm. to get there um but yeah sure. I, i've been having a lot of fun exploring the map i was telling this to y'all I, I think a bit earlier today off pod but it stresses me out so much especially really? hmm. online yeah because yeah. uh, I, I play online just so like friends can invade and i can invade my friends as juliana but that also means i'm sacrificing my my pause button yeah. Which I do love. I love me a good, a good pause to yeah, get some being water. Able to kind of stop be a human a being. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. is something we slightly glossed over. I feel like anybody listening to this probably already knows the basics, but you play as, like Nikki said, there are two central characters, but you always, almost always play as Colt. You can play as Juliana, but that's like a multiplayer Dark Souls style invasion where you invade other players and try to kill them and you get skins which are very funny to me because it's a first-person game, <laughs> so you never see your skin. Uh, you get, like, other powers for Juliana for griefing people better, stuff like that. Um, but that's all you do is Juliana. You don't play through the levels. Mm-hmm. But you can, and this is something I did my first time playing as Juliana because I was not, I realized as soon as I loaded in that I did not have any interest in killing Colt because yeah. I was like, because you, you can't pick, you, when, okay, the process by which you start as Jules, you get to the main menu, there's two buttons. You can play as Colt or play as Jules. You click the button to play as Jules and you sit in a menu for five fucking minutes while the video yep. game finds a person to put you in the lobby. But you don't know where or when you're, like, what time of day and you don't know what map um, yeah. you're going to be placed on. So that is cool in some aspects, because it's like, you have to have your own map knowledge for playing as Colt in order to execute these things correctly. The first time I played as Jules, I was placed on a map that I hadn't been to yet, but I'd only heard about. So, or no, I was placed in the map at a time that I had not been to it yet. So there was a, mm. what, what is the uh, party map on? Or what, is, what map is the party up-dum? on? Updom. What's Updom? <laughs> not much, not much, Dom. Of just experiencing family and fast cars, you know. Um, so you go to that area, and there's a party that you can find one of the visionaries at. But the party happens at night. But I had gone to that building in the daytime and had gotten lit the fuck up yep. uh, by the guards outside. So when I got there at night, I was like, "Oh, I wonder if I can go scout this region." or scout this area of the map as Juliana because you do not, you are the, the NPCs do not aggro on you when you're Juliana. So what I did was I went into the, the building with the party in it as Jules. And I just looked around 
looked for oh, entrances shit. and looked for exits, and I basically like scoped the building out beforehand. Now, was that useful? No, because as Steven watched me do yesterday, <laughs> um, I ended up having to just create a shooters a shooting corridor uh, as I lured individually lured. Uh, each person out of the party. Um, you killed the visionary on that map by accident. Mm. Yes, sort of, because it's like on that map. The whole the the premise. They demoed this map a lot. It was one of the things that they showed me during my preview event. That map. Everybody's wearing a mask, and they're identical masks, so you don't know which guy it is. Mm-hmm. And this is the most hitman the game gets because there are multiple different like opportunities you can do on that map that will get him to reveal his own identity to you that you can then use to kill him. And when you were doing that, you just went loud. Everybody came running out at you. There's (laughs) millions of people at that party. They just keep coming. And you just like snipe, 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 snipe. And then one of them happened to be the guy and you just got that kill. Yeah. And then I had to run and do some dangerous shit to get, to get out. I love that. Cause, cause when you go loud, when you go loud, it's, scary if you get one of the dudes with the alarm as well because mm-hmm. they, they they get the walkie talk and they're like send everyone get, get every single person in here and then your map like lights up completely yeah. it's just like red eyes like yeah, i see the traitor it is on par with the exclamation point in metal gear with how fucking funny it is when you kill one person that you think is not being is not visible to anybody uh-huh. else and then, like you said, Funke, it just the question marks light up across the fucking map. Yeah, and you're like, I didn't even know there were this many people here. Yeah, and there's someone um, just like right beside the body you killed. Yes. They're like, huh? Because <laughs> something happened here. <laughs> um, but yeah, that the invasion thing. I think um, now, Stephen, you haven't played it that much because you're in a hotel right now, so the internet has been terrible. Right? Yeah, I beat, I've beaten the single-player portion of the game. I've barely played the invasion. Okay. So, like you, Funke, I also have almost exclusively played with um, the online mode on, so folks are, are running in, and I was on um, in Kips... No. What's it called? It's not Kips Bay. Ken's Carl's Bay? Carl's Bay. Um, I was in Carl's Bay. I was just kind of, like, faffing around, honestly, because I was exploring the map and it was later in the day and I had already done the thing on that loop that I was trying to do. So, oh, so you're cruising. Yeah, I was cruising. I was like killing time. And then I'm like walking through like this area that I had already cleared out. And I get this notification that says Juliana is on the hunt, which indicates that um, a player has been paired into your lobby. And I'm like, okay, maybe I will also, on this loop, be able to get another slab. So this game is from the folks who made Dishonored. A handful of the powers are just powers that are in the Dishonored video games. You have yeah. straight up have the Dishonored Blink. Um, the Nasus Mind Link. Is yeah, you have the Mind Link. You have the ability to go invisible. Like, there's a lot of Dishonored-esque powers in here. Um, and <laughs> they have different was, names, though, which I find uh, very yeah, funny. Yeah, with different names. But I was like, okay, at the very least, if I kill this Jules, maybe I will get an upgrade for the slab or the Juliana will be carrying a slab I don't have. Um, and I can pick that up and then go infuse it and keep it for future runs. So making my way through, I catch a glimpse of the Jules um, and I'm like, well, there she is. I like, we start exchanging fire. I get got uh-huh. because uh, there were other people in the room next to me. That I did not see, so I'm like, okay, you have a 
an ability called Reprise. So when you die, you actually get three lives, basically, per yeah. loop. Um, so you, if you die, you rewind time like Tracer, and you go back <laughs> to like five or ten seconds before you got killed, and then you have the opportunity to keep going. You can then recover your souls, basically, off of your body. Um, and yeah, so that's that's that mechanic. Uh, I get lit up. I re-evaluate the situation. I then realize I'm basically pinned in because this person has gotten the high ground on a map where there is no way to access the high ground without blink, which I did not have yet. Mm. And I was like, well, I have to just outshoot this person. And this is a real person is a real person. Okay. Um, and I'm trapped. I'm trapped, uh, literally between a rock and a hard place. There's a building behind me. And uh, this person is on a mountain. (laughs) I get really close to killing them and then I die and then we both split off, right? Because we both basically are like, they need to go recover health because you can just go get juice to like recover health and I have to reevaluate basically the way I'm going to do this because I have no lives left and if I die, then I lose all of my progress on the loop. It's the big death. It's the big death. So I'm like, okay, I have to be either unbelievably and surprisingly aggressive or I have to be unbelievably uh, restrained. And I was like, I'm going to have fun. (laughs) So I rushed this person and we exchanged fire for a little bit. And then I ran out of bullets in my shotgun after missing a couple of shots. And then they uh, cocked and loaded their shotgun, blasted me in the chest. I died. Oh, huge bummer. Toss the controller down. I'm like, fuck, that's the end of that loop. And then I'm like, I guess I'm done for the night. Mm-hmm. Then I get a notification from the application Twitter. You heard of this? Yeah. I try not to, but yes. You know, there's an application called Twitter. Um, and it is a tweet from former uh, Waypoint editor-in-chief Austin Walker tweeting a screenshot of the video <laughs> game death loop saying you killed Nicholas underscore Grayson. And then the tweet just read rip. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> <Do you, laughs> I can't imagine getting bodied by Austin Walker. I was, <laughs> I was, I, it was unbelievable to me because Austin and I were not friends on PlayStation network yet. no, it was so just a the, random It was just a random coincidence that Austin Walker, a person I know, got into my fucking lobby and then we had this back and forth where he killed me and ended my run and then oh he sends me the tweet. It was like that was like a moment that I legitimately always remember because it was it it I got I died twice. I died in the game, and then 30 seconds later, I got the fucking notification, <laughs> and it was someone I knew who had fucking killed me. GG. Um, but yeah, it's a, it is a really dense game. There are a lot of puzzles that you can solve, but the puzzles so don't even many. look like... The puzzles don't even look like puzzles, which I love, which is probably very bad for accessibility, but I don't really want to speak on that because I don't know shit about how you make games accessible. There, um, but I would assume I, there are a lot of fucking puzzles in this game that are just straight up inaccessible for some folks. There, I, I will tell you, Nikki, I'm thinking of two right off the top of my head that absolutely are 
accessibility nightmares in yeah. some ways. At the um, same time, very cool that they exist because like, yes. some of the things that there is one in particular that I dropped into a channel that you and I and Funke were in playing, uh, talking about Deathloop together where I spoiler tagged it. Because mm-hmm. I was seeing like, has anybody else done this puzzle? It was the one puzzle I looked up the solution to online because I was like, I have no fucking idea what to do with this. And I looked it up online and, and it was, you've got to be fucking kidding me. I cannot mm-hmm. believe that they, in the year of our Lord 2021, in a, I would say, I would not call this a triple A game. Okay, that's Steven. Why? I'll call it like a double A game. Because Steven, Microsoft made it. Microsoft made it. This game was delayed a lot. <laughs> Uh-huh. I, I I am under the distinct impression that this game has gone through like about a billion internal revisions. I've said mm-hmm. this a few times now on other different things. A bi- like went through a billion internal revisions and I think it shows. I think it shows in the scope yeah. and I think it shows in like some of the tech. The AI in this game is unbelievably bad for one. Yes. Um, which is very funny. I, I still think it's, I, it's like Yeah, fun. I think I've come all the way around on thinking that it actually works. Because if the lore on the reason that you're on the island is just a bunch of shitty rich people yes. who didn't, who never wanted to die. And yeah. so it's Firefest, but in Yeah. When I think but of I, them giving those people guns and then a trained murderer appears. Yes. With magic powers. With magic powers. <laughs> I kind of understand why they're bad at their jobs. I, I love it. I think what happened was that this game. I think like this game was came in real hot, and one of the things that like maybe slipped was the AI. And somebody, because Arcane is staffed by a very good team of writers, and I think the writing Mm -hmm. in this game is absolutely phenomenal. It's the interactions between Colt and Juliana, especially early on. So good, it's so good. Second to none. I, I think that those writers found a very good setup and like some very good incidental dialogue to make it make sense why everybody is stupid and made it funny instead of just making it janky. And I think that is a, I think to me that is a very like B game, double A game solution to a problem that I respect more than if the game was just hyper polished and boring. Definitely. I, and fuck it. I want to, I want to get you in on this, but I am very, I liken this game to the first Assassin's Creed, which is to say that it's pretty short. It has, it's, it is like, it is not exactly like the first Assassin's Creed. It is an evolution of this idea, but it has an idea that is what if the maps were unbelievably dense and you're, we're telling you a story through repetition and like basically map knowledge that you would otherwise only get yeah. in something like a first person shooter. Um, what if that's how we tell this story? And that is the central idea of the game. And then it's short because they didn't have really the runway to go all out and make this a 40 hour video game. And they're also doing so much in that small space. So much. 100%. Yeah. I think it, it by like sacrificing, I guess the, the runtime of the game, yeah. they're, they're getting a lot of replayability of the levels, mm-hmm. not just like in post game, but just while you're going through the main missions, like you can track down the arsenal and mm-hmm. that's like just a fun, just to boost you up, like get your powers better, get your weapons on. Flee, and yeah, the like, weapon design, we should honestly probably move on. We've done 30 minutes on this. Um, but it's good. Yeah, it's it's so one of the good. biggest games of the it's, season. Yeah, it's one of the biggest games of the year. Um, but the... We- okay. Did you expect the weapons to feel this good? No. I, Me neither. I 
also just love the the nail gun specifically and yes yes the, yes yes it's I it's like the, the only, only person at this website who doesn't like this gun but continue come on it's like it's one so of the good. only long-range silent options i've found in the game yeah. that just like helps me out when i'm clearing a spot i'm like boom boom then no one heard it and then i can just go along because i'm going like i'm doing a shift in aether run so i'm going like mm-hmm. pretty pretty quiet sneaky guy and that the, the nail gun i just infused that instantly because yeah. i was like i, I, I just need this in my arsenal it but, was, but it was the first was, gun I got infused because you get like one free infusion as part of like a story thing. Yeah. And that, that was, was yours? the gun I took with me. Yeah. And I just played through like the first half of that game almost exclusively using that gun because it ruled. One thing that you learn very quickly or, or if you know to pay attention to it about the AI in this game is that if you shoot a loud gun, everybody in the vicinity of that noise knows where you are. If an enemy shoots a loud gun, it does not alert anybody. So you can, mm-hmm. if somebody sees you and starts firing on you, you can still just pop them with that like one hit kill headshot nail gun yeah. and it's silent. And you've like, even if you get into a firefight, you're still secret. You're still safe. Yeah. And the backing sting kind of calms down as well and wraps mm-hmm. itself up. So, you know, you're hidden again. But Nikki, on that storytelling conversation you were saying, like, I, I really enjoy this form of telling a, telling a tale through just... Yeah. It, I, everything feels so lot non-linear and I play a mm-hmm. lot of like battle arena games and like Valorant as well, where the story isn't like right in your face at all times, but right. you, but they tell it through the environment and, and through like external lore. And I think this game does a great job of, of balancing that. Cause you can play through this game and pretty much not read anything. Like yeah. you can pick shit up and then it's like, okay, it like summarize the most useful information in a, in a little like key sentence or two and be like, okay, this is what you need to know from this. Mm-hmm. Or you could spend your time and actually read through all of these files, like listen to all these audio logs and kind of form a vision of what these visionaries actually are and, wow. and who they are. Um, I, and- I feel like a little while ago, there was like kind of a pushback against, I think it was like when Dead Space 2 came out, maybe there was a kind mm-hmm. of this pushback against like, text logs and audio logs as a form of storytelling as being like a cheat or whatever. And I kind of get that. Then this game comes along and it's like, what if you just make all the text logs really good and just like put a lot yeah. of like personality in them? It's, so it, it's, it's the control good. situation, right? Like I, I think that control control was the first one of these video games where I read the lore. Uh-huh. Because I, I am one of the people who picks up pieces of paper and oh fuck, who cares? most of the time it's boring yeah like i'm not gonna sit in fallout 4 fallout fucking 4 is the exact example yes like that was that was like legitimately that was the thing that that was the game that made me stop caring about written text logs and written lore because i was like half of this stuff is bad and then the other stuff that is good is so unbelievably unimportant to anything that i'm doing it Mm -hmm. de-incentivizes me from playing I might as well just be reading something on AO3. Yeah. And it's like, hey, if no. I read it on AO3, no, no, but if I read it on AO3, it'll be better. Oh, is what okay, I mean. Okay, like, okay, okay. like I can have a good time Whew. reading something on AO3 yeah. that is better written and more important somehow than the shit that's about Fallout in the Fallout game. Yeah, all it takes but is then, like having a yeah. lot of character and personality. Like, yeah. the, the the real good example from, from this game specifically, I, I'm kind of interested to hear everybody's favorite of this but i can't talk about mine so late game spoiler i have oh, okay. mine i'm my fave 
I was just going to I'm not even talking about like specific letters. I'm talking about like a, when you find any messages between Alexis and any, uh, like who's the wolf man, oh, the wolf yeah. guest, um, all of his are written in all caps and misspelled. And mm-hmm. like in person, he talks like, hi, I'm Alexis Dorsey or whatever the fuck his name is. And I'm one of the visionaries here and we're all wolves. And then in all of his messages online, he's like, I'm a fucking wolf. I love to fucking eat blood. Uh, you're all idiots. It's such good characterization. I I honestly do not want to bring up Homestuck, but like it reminds mm-hmm. me of the first time I read that and I was like, oh wait, like just just how they like create all the characters, like typing quirks and all of that and just like they they put their personality into how they type and you can yeah, they're pick people. up a Yeah, they are and you can pick up a file and be like Oh, this is Fio. Like, absolutely. Yeah. Like, this is some like fake deep bullshit that she's yeah. like writing yeah. so much about. And Charlie, like the spotlight um, is the light that follows you. This is not the light, but that that period. spotlight light is so fucking fun. Yeah, yeah. The spotlight is just the focused eye of the world that's at exactly, the center of the that's world. What it is. Yeah. And, and Charlie's like, oh yeah, of course, definitely. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. And and Charlie is one one of my favorites personally because. Mm-hmm. This guy is so lost. Like, yeah, he has no idea go, what he's doing. <laughs> you go into, you break into, you kill him, you break into his lab, and you just hear these files where he's spliced up cl- compliments to himself from, from audio other files people. of other visionaries. Yeah. And, like, Wenji, another scientist who's, like, very accomplished, has a, has a file where it's just like, Charlie, computer science is real science. <laughs> <laughs> and I think you, you are- have such a big brain. <laughs> yeah. I want your big good. brain inside of my brain. Yeah, yeah. it's really Yeah, that, there's one his so he's dating Fia and like even when other people are complimenting him it's not like cuz he his whole thing is Charlie fucking Montague as his name is uh repeatedly said throughout the game. He is like every bad on both the production side and on he's the not. gamer side. Uh he's not he's like every like bad video game game player gamer trope rolled into one person where he's like a shitty boss who makes who overworks all of his developers and then also is like uh, do you even play that sort of stuff yeah. and, and his games are bad which i guess like not and his games much. suck he, his like his magnum opus is like a shitty among us clone <laughs> and <laughs> in this game which you get to play through as a level which is really good and um he doesn't get the recognition he deserves because he's like video games are art is basically his thing so like his girlfriend fia sends him a message where she is complimenting him but it's like the the joke is they they reveal is like uh she, she is he is very clearly spliced up a message where she's just saying he has a huge cock um mm-hmm. into her saying like i really love how smart you are and she's like yeah. she doesn't give fia does not give a fuck about any of that <laughs> yeah um yeah it's i i really think that the that contr- like like you were saying funke the fact that all of the characters in this game, even even the the Eternalists, right, which are the regular SNPCs that you just the the jobbers, the the Power Ranger putties with guns, yeah, the splicer dudes, yeah, they even though they there are only like a handful of kinds of them, there are still kinds of them, and they all are kind of off and weird in ways that make them people sometimes you will find you will like if you look at the way that they move they all have like kind of slightly different walk cycles if you watch them and you're far enough away sometimes they will be standing on top of very high ledges just kind of like vibing and dancing because they're really high on candy and they're talking about how high they are um (laughs) 
and then you can just like fucking kick the oh crucially i don't know how we forgot there's a dedicated kick button there's no melee or there's no like arm based melee you just kick yeah um and your knee just comes straight out of your stomach uh and it's so fucking funny because it sends Um, people launching like 25 feet in the air yes and then there's a there's a trait that you can pick up that kicks them further (laughs) yeah yeah um but they everybody in this game feels like a person and like control did the same thing it was an office building that had it was a federal agency that had human beings working in it, writing the way that human beings write, you know, keeping all of their messages professional in a way that people kind of just love to read and write, you know? So it all felt real. Like they're, these are real people. And I think like that is something that could have easily gone very wrong and would have like pulled so much out of, out of it. Like this game would not, this would be, mediocre without the writing i think yeah like the fact that the mm. charlie i think is an incredible example of this right we have to do a spoiler cast on this one huh I charlie is an incredible example of this right <laughs> because charlie is so fucking neurotic and so self-obsessed that he can't even see that the games that he makes fucking suck yeah. if you think about any of the games on carl's bay being a game that a person would play no have a good time with yeah and have a good time with it would be miserable but when you think about the fact that this dude thinks that he's making the best video game anyone's ever made, then yeah. you're like, oh, okay, yeah, I actually can kind of see why he thinks that these puzzles would work. Yeah, Which, he, which I- makes them, like, makes those keys, when you solve those puzzles, you're unlocking so many locks that come out of the TV and then, like, break your brain wide open. And you're like, oh, shit, I'm the smartest person to ever live mm-hmm. when you solve them. His, his also like the, the eternalists that are his kind of grunts in his area. You can hear conversations where they're like, how does this game even work? Yeah. Right. What, uh-huh. what are we supposed to be doing here? He reminds me a lot of the character from that, uh, video game development show, Mythic Quest. Uh, I yes. am kind of their, their main yes. boss, just so self-obsessed and so much power, but mm-hmm. just so lost and making not that good things. Yeah. And, and there is like, Good dialogue. Nikki, you mentioned earlier the Eternalists and Funke, you just brought it up again. But like the there is a lot of good dialogue in this game where you will if you stand next to a bunch of Eternalists that haven't noticed you yet, they will just sit around and talk about stuff like that mm-hmm. sometimes. And like one of my favorite interactions in this is like again, I think Death Deathloop is just like very funny. It is funny in a way that like it's a games funny are video almost game. never funny. Yeah, you know? because there are three well, now there are four funny video games. Congratulations <laughs> yeah. to Arcane Studios. <laughs> For making the fourth funny video game, following and up uh, Undertale, uh, some Double Fine stuff, some of the Double Fine stuff. Grim Fandango's funny. Hmm. That's it. I guess there are only three funny video games. Uh, Spookware, uh, Spookware recently. Spookware, was the four. That Spookware is, is that's the funny. four. We found them. <laughs> that's the but like they constantly comment about how just like stupid this island is because it's not mm-hmm. the, the game is like kind of set. It's got a very 70s sort of like swanky lounge vibe to it. It uh, looks like it bombing. looks like The Incredibles. It yeah. looks the game looks like what if The Incredibles had alcohol in it. Yeah. Mm. It was like dirty Incredibles. Like. Yeah. Yeah. And 
Be, and people, so like, it's got all these like weird sort of like pseudo sci-fi different stuff. Um, and there's like a major, major puzzle in that game where you have to activate these generators. And there's like a thing, well, to activate the generators, you need to put batteries in them first. And there's a whole exchange between, and it's just like a, a way to contrive you to have to like manage your resources, manage these batteries and carry them around and stuff and not lose them. And there's an exchange between two eternalists who are just like, uh, so how do I, f- fuck do I start this generator? And she's like, did you read the manual? It's like, yes, I read the manual. It's like, okay, well, uh, it says here I need to like put a battery in. Wait, what? It's a generator. Why does the generator need batteries to generate? And she's like, you didn't read the fucking manual, did you? And and then you walk up and then you kick one of them into the other one and then turn yeah. them into meat. And it's very funny. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Did you know that you can destroy those generators? Uh, what? Oh, grenades. what? Yeah, and just and the stuff just opens. No, nope. it does the opposite <laughs> of that. It turns it oh off. Oh my god! The whole loop. Yeah. They, I they knew do, Nikki was gonna they do, do it They do maintain too. their. Um, there's another moment that happened last night that I don't want to talk about <laughs> for the spoiler cast. Okay, <laughs> I know I, what you're talking about. I'm, I'm so happy there was another person in the room with me when it happened to me because <laughs> if I explained it, no one would believe me. <laughs> uh, it's so um, funny, and I knew it was coming too because yeah, I I have solved that part, puzzle before, but I let I let it happen. We should uh, perhaps we should move, move on. on. Uh, to another topic, which yeah. I think will be uh, Funke, you've not only been playing Deathloop. I have not. <laughs> you've been playing a game called Password. <laughs> from who is this by again? This is by Pixpill, developer from Shanghai, and published by Chucklefish. Published by U- Chucklefish. Yeah. Why did you call the- me? <laughs> by Chucklefish in the UK, who you may know from <laughs> publishing Stardew Valley. Yes. Uh, Another banger of a game, but yeah, I, I originally got the code for Eastward, I think a bit before our kind of vacation trip thing. So when I got back, it was kind of like, oh, the, the game drops tomorrow. <laughs> I have to play this soon because I, I wanted to get my thoughts out on it. And Well, it was a nice, it. short, kind of condensed experience, like a lot of these pixel art games. Mm-hmm. It was like, you could knock that out in like four hours though, right? Yeah, I mean, one would assume, but uh, it is approximately 30 hours long. <laughs> <laughs> playthrough what it's it's 30 good hours i will say okay. like by the end i just rolled credits this morning and oh. i feel so broken inside but yeah it's it's a 2d adventure role-playing game uh i think undertale or earthbound is that the oh they also have a game in here called earthborn so i've been okay. just getting mixed up with <laughs> eastward earthborn and earthbound Earthborn Stupid. is pretty good yeah, but it's really good, and it's a lot of good like a, fake video game titles in Deathloop too. By the yeah. way, mm-hmm. but Earthborn in Eastward is actually a playable turn-based RPG that is its whole game that you can just play at like pit stops throughout the world, and oh. while you're traveling around, Do they have progress they have cloud saves. Wow. Yeah, you're, well, you have a memory card that you put in and Yo. take out. Oh, I love it's, that. it's very sick. I, I thought it was just a reference at the start when they were like saying Earthborn. I was like, oh, I get it. I understand that <laughs> reference. But they're like, no, 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 you can fully play it. And throughout Damn. the like whole journey, which I'll talk a bit about in a second, but throughout the whole journey, everyone's like referencing tips and stuff and being like, here's how, you, here's how I get past this guy. Or have you heard about like this little secret in the corner there? So you're like oh. learning about this game's mechanics while you're playing another game. Uh, and it, it, it just makes a really fun experience and you get lost in it and then you, 
you tab out and you're like, oh shit, I'm in Eastward right now. Right. Um, it's like, what if Triple Triad was a, another was good? Yeah, RPG? you're right, Steven. No. Hey, Imagine okay. if Triple Triad was good. Hey, I'm the host now, Nikki. I can just um, mute you real quick. Uh, okay, you can go ahead and you keep talking about what we can like turn this podcast game. around. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you you start off in a, a a mining town underground. You're playing as John and Sam. Uh, John found this girl named Sam just while he was mining one day, and everyone's like, what? "Oh, chill. That's your daughter now." What? Um, what? Huh? So, <laughs> what? Yeah. Huh? Hold gets, on. I, I will. Our, wait, so hold now. on. You're saying that our John went mining, found a child in a cave, <laughs> yeah. and they said that now that was—is that why John's on vacation? Yes, John's John's oh, in holy Hot shit. Rock Isle right now. Wow. Um, he said he was in yeah. South Carolina. He was lying. Yeah. Everyone in this—it's well, t- <laughs> a regional dialect difference, Nikki. Oh, the same place. I see. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of things to enjoy about the town. But but in that like underground village area, it reminded me a lot of like Gurn Lagan episode one, where it's just people ah. who are like very scared of what's above ground and, and the people that have been there are like, no one can go up there. You die ah. instantly if you breathe the air and shit. So y- you get banished out of the town and you are just exploring the rest of the world that everyone thought didn't exist. Uh, so you you pass through a bunch of towns, take trains, and everyone is deathly scared of the subway. Um, that's Same. kind of <laughs> that's kind of the the god of wrath from above. <laughs> so you really? get punished Aww. by like taking the subway. Um, but then in in other towns, everyone's like, "What are you talking about? Like it's yeah. a subway? How do you get to school?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were like, "You were living in some fucked up conditions." Have you um, never eaten fresh? <laughs> Have you, you know, never, but eating fresh? Have you never consumed the delicious egg nectar from the, from the subway? <laughs> but it's I don't know. I I I played uh Undertale for the first time like last year or the year before, and I don't usually play 2D RPGs like this, like uh where you're just exploring and, and doing some action stuff. It's it's not my particular genre, but this one really the- pulled me in just like like Undertale did with the the characters and just the art direction from everything from the music to idle animations, which this game does spectacularly. Everyone is just full of life and the pixel art never feels stiff. You are super flowy and walking around and, and characters every, every, every move they do elicits a part of their personality. And even if they're not talking, you, you can really see it in a way that I, I feel like a lot of, modern AAA games are going for realism and this is more just expressionism, which I, I really love. Um, yeah. And I, I don't know, this game is, I, I know many people aren't going to play it because it came out September 16th or so in the middle of like death loop and mm-hmm. life is strange at a and, perfect time when no other video games were coming out and Delta rune chapter two, it, that which is, is a big one. Yeah. Yeah. Which kind of fills the same slot, but I just want people to take some time for this game. I don't think you should grind it all in one session, but I do think it's something people should be playing. I want to ask you though, Funke, um, so people actually know what they're getting into a little bit. You mentioned that there's action. What is the, uh, because the, if the other thing is like turn-based, what is the main game like? Yeah, the the main game is you walk around, you have a pot in your hand, like a cooking pot. (laughs) Okay. Uh And you bash slimes into paste with it. 
Uh, so you're you're kind of just like clicking around and you can hold it for a powerful attack, like like a Link Zelda situation. Um, you can place down bombs and explore uh, caverns and stuff. Oh, so it's an it's an active combat system. Yeah, it, it's it's active live. Um, you 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 gain a, a whole array of weapons as you progress. I, I won't spoil them all, but it really so is one of them. One of them is just, just you and me. Like we won't. Well, hey, Paul, cut this part out. Paul, this is off the air, right? Yeah. So one of them oh, is... Oh, recording this. One of them is... It's great. But I think yeah. the, the, the kind of... The part about this... The puzzles and the combat that I really enjoy is that it's a team effort. It, you are playing as both John and Sam, who have different abilities. Like, John uses his frying pan and a couple of weapons. Sam actually has some otherworldly powers which get explained Uh later but you can shoot out like bubbles of energy and freeze enemies so you're kind of like there's a lot of fast enemies as well so you're switching to sam to freeze them in 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 spot for a second and then you're just fucking whopping them with the pan just bang 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 uh and a lot of that carries through and really builds on itself as you go from town to town and travel eastward to the Whoa. end town, which you want to get to oh, you're for going reasons. East. You're going eastward. You go, does the game let you go west at all? Uh, yes. Okay, that's good. Momentarily, that's but I, something is there's a there's a force called miasma that is destroying mm-hmm. everything. Okay, get some um, albuterol, fix that right up. <laughs> I will say this, Funke, I'm sold. Like basically, when you told me the Goran Logon comparisons or whatever, I'm just gonna let that pass, Nikki. Don't worry about it. I'm just gonna walk on. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna head east told. away from that joke. It's the funniest joke I've ever fucking told, and it got nothing. I'm so bad. It's very good. I'm sorry, Dicky. It's, it's one of those late. jokes where, like, the the joke hit me on a psychological level that like was too fast for me to laugh at. It's too late. Whatever. <laughs> Keep talking about you silly little video. <laughs> I'm gonna go back and download this. That's, one. A, that's what people clapping. Nicky's playing the audience joke. laughter right into the mic. Um, but Steven, I'm, I'm going to download I'm, this at home at the hotel. Yes, you should download it. And it's also like $25. Yeah. It's kind of ridiculous bang for your buck. If, if that's something you, you, you care super about, like you get a lot of content out of this and I kind of bailed through it for review, which I'll be writing and you can find on the site later this week. Preferably. Yeah. What, what site? Fanbyte.com. Uh, With a Y? Yeah, with a Y. With a Y. I have a oh. question, though, Funkin. Yeah. This game is on the personal computer and the Nintendo Switch. Yes. Where you got it on the PC. I got it on the that's PC. where we got code. If you were buying the game. If I was out. where you were purchasing? You would purchase it. I would not at all. Okay. I would that's absolutely what, play it on the Switch. This is the is, perfect I, game for the Switch. Like, yeah. just, I, even from screenshots, I think you can tell. But, like, yeah. going through it, I had to... Like I was playing in the early morning and late at night, and I was like, "Man, I should be laying down playing this shit." Yeah, like is, that's that's I, the one moment I was like, I, "I wish I had a Steam Deck." The only okay. One. So I don't know what's happened to me over the course of the last like month or so, but I fucking hate playing video games at my computer now. Like I yeah, one hundred percent. I'm with you. I cannot. I don't know what happened. I can't do it anymore. I received code for an unannounced video game. Wait, when does this come out, Paul? I got Sable code, and I was pissed that it was on the PC. Because I wanted to play it 
on the Xbox so I could yeah. sit on my couch yeah. and not at my desk. And like, this is, I think is like a, a, it's a burnout conversation, obviously, but yeah. like, I really am looking forward to the steam deck more and more and more yeah. basically every day because I'm like, if I can play PC games on my couch or from my bed, or if I just get a dock for the steam deck and plug mm-hmm. that into my TV, then I will be set. Um, I'm with it, you. I'm it, with you. What, I, yeah. It, I was just going to say it is what um, killed my interest in Genshin Impact is because that yeah. cross save patch came out, but, right. and I was like, I'm going to play so much goddamn Genshin Impact on my PS5. I'm so ready for this. I'm so excited. I want to be on oh, yeah. my couch. I want to be in a different posture is the thing mm-hmm. from from my day-to-day stuck behind the computer all day. And I went to go boot it up and it was like, no, 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 yeah. no. You see, yeah. you booted up the main menu of Genshin Impact on your PS5 six months ago, which because of the fucked up way that the cross save works on that thing means I can never play Genshin Impact on my PlayStation 5, even though I never booted up the game for real. It made an account for me and locked it to that PS5. And it pissed me off so much that I stopped playing Genshin Impact. Yeah. Good for you. It's <laughs> good. Uh, hey, listen, I only want to use... Everybody's got a way to get out. Yeah, I only want to use my PC for gaming if I'm streaming off of it, or yes. if I'm playing something super precision based like yeah, Valor, like Valor. And I need yeah, and I need a yeah. mouse. But other than that, like I with Deathloop especially, I've been on my couch. Yeah, on, on the PS5, so much just it was the way the games were meant to be played. You already know. Yeah, it's it's good. It's comfortable. I- I was so I was so skeptical the the first like before we went on this uh, big Rhode Island trip. I'm still in Rhode Island with Nikki now. Uh, for the for the viewers out there tracking me, um, <laughs> <laughs> I um, started playing a little bit of Deathloop right before we left, and I was like, ah, it's been so long since I've played a shooter with a controller. How am I going to do it's this? So much better. I don't know if it's better, but with I the do. minute I was like, I'm in my hotel bedroom playing Deathloop and just headshot, headshot, headshot with this mm-hmm. fucking nail gun. It's just like, oh, it feels so I'm, much better. I can play yeah. this for hours and hours and not like feel my back give up. Maybe I just need a better chair. <laughs> Honestly. Mm. Yeah. You probably do need a good chair. I just am like thinking about, and we got to move to question, question. T- what's the, what do we call it? What's what's it called on our show? Question, question time. time. Um, I'm just trying to think about Stephen Cause you've been over at my place the last handful of nights and we've just been hanging out. And I've been trying to think about you at, like us playing Deathloop or Kina or other unreleased video game that I can't talk about, but oh. we're watching it on my computer screen. Yeah. It would and be like my, I cannot wrap my brain around it having that be an enjoyable experience, Mm-mm. but there's something about the fact that we can both sit on the couch, both sa- face the same direction mm-hmm. and like enjoy the thing together. That is like, I, I, I really don't know what happened in my brain over the course of the last month, but like, I, it is so hard to get me to play a video game on the PC now, um, unless I'm streaming it. There, mm-hmm. I think there is an element, too, of it where when I was at the height of playing PC games, I was playing Dota 2. I was mm-hmm. playing, like, Quake and Unreal Tournament 2004. I was playing uh, StarCraft 2 for a l- little while there. And it was like, that was where I played competitive games when I was like, it's time to take this game very seriously. Mm-hmm. And I have shifted so far in the other direction of like, 
I want to play cooperative games. I want to play multiplayer games, but I want to play Monster Hunter and Destiny yeah. and Final Fantasy XIV and Warframe. Those are my, like, when I'm just going to lock myself into a thing for a long time and play with friends, I want to be working together and not competing. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of... Mm. Oh, shit. Steven, you've been uh, playing another yeah. game? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can be very brief because I've also, I beat Deathloop, so there's that. Um, I'm I brag I, about I, it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I um, also. So some uh, of us have work, Steven. <laughs> <laughs> some of us aren't on vacation for two and a half weeks. Uh, fair enough. But on my vacation, in addition to reading books and playing Deathloop, I've been playing a lot of Final Fantasy XIV, the aforementioned Final Fantasy XIV, but also. You just said that you were reading books, Steven. Why'd you say it twice? Because they read books. No, Don't you a, get it? Did you believe I forgot that I it's said a, it after the first time? No, no, no. It was a dunk on Final Fantasy fourteen. Oh! <laughs> anyway. I thought that was just <laughs> <talking about it. laughs> uh, It's truly, though. I've been reading Talk- some literature about Final Fantasy fourteen. Getting Yeah, fucking, you were, like, you were telling me about this. This is your macro mm-hmm. situation, right? You should. I think you should explain yeah. this because it's really good. So I was going to talk about Final Fantasy four, which I'm playing on my Vita, but okay. Macros in Final Fantasy XIV. Like, okay. When you, if you want, it's very hard to make money in Final Fantasy XIV, but you need money for good gear, to fast travel, and for various other things. So, for goods and services. For goods and services, like um, food. Um, Just like in real life, you need a lot of money to be able to afford food. Mm -hmm. And. I have been getting into the, uh, and I was telling Nikki about this last night, and they immediately just blew my head up uh, over it. I've been getting into crafting in such that I am looking up the macro situation, which is where you can basically program your own custom commands into the game. Mm-hmm. And where you press one button and then it will do like this thing, then this thing, then this thing, then this thing, and then wait five seconds and then do this thing and then this thing and then this thing. But you only have to press one button because you've written basically command lines into the game to tell it whenever I want to do this, whenever I want to craft something, these are the actions you should take. And it's a bunch of like if then statements basically. And it is so specific in Final Fantasy fourteen because the animations when you're crafting, because crafting doesn't work like it does in like World of Warcraft or how it, however it worked in World of Warcraft when I was last playing World of Warcraft did anyway, uh, where it's just like, you want to make like a leather glove? Okay, press the button for leather glove and then you'll make it. In this, it's like there's combos, there's crafting abilities and stuff that you have to like basically pay close attention to to craft what I described to Nikki as basically like hollow foil Charizard versions of certain uh-huh. gear. Uh, all of the gear in the game can either be like a normal version, so you can get like an iron sword, right? Or you can get like an iron, an exceptional iron sword. And the way that you get that is when you are crafting, you can raise this bar up from zero to 100%. And if it's 100%, it's a 100% chance that you'll get the good version of it. And that's all based on how good you are at the crafting practically mini game that goes with Final Fantasy 14. It's almost like combat, but instead of fighting dragons, you are fighting a big chunk of cobalt ore. Mm. With me so far? <laughs> I... Nikki's been silent. I don't know where Nikki is. <laughs> Nikki fell asleep halfway through that. Yeah, game. my... I, I, I did this yesterday, so now you get to experience it. Okay, well, I... I'm not following. 
I, okay. I got the macros. <laughs> I got the macros. Um, Damn. Steven, what's it like to have the same fucking conversation two days in a row? <laughs> Listen, I have a very particular relationship with a lot of it. I used to play a lot of EVE Online. I like to play market boards. I like, I have a very numbers-centric head in certain ways. I love, I'm like obviously a writer and stuff, and I'm terrible at actual math. I'm, I flunked out of Calculus 2 twice. That's why I got out of computer engineering, uh, computer science rather. But I have a very fastidious approach to video games a lot of the time. And I like to min-max stuff like that. So I've been trying to max all these guys out. But yeah, to basically, when you're making, like if you make a leather glove or an iron sword or whatever in Final Fantasy XIV, there's you can make a better version of it. You know how Hi. this is the, this yeah. is the actual... Oh, yeah. she. You can just leave it. You can leave it at the call box. She'll be is, down there in a second. You buy a Pokemon card pack, you can get a okay. Charizard. Yeah, yeah, you can leave it there. Right? Yes. Okay, thank you. Yeah, that, that's Bye. a normal Charizard, and it's just as like useful as anything else. But if you buy a card pack, you can also get like a hollow foil Charizard, and that's more that's like more rare. You know, it's more valuable. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also harder to get because it's rarer. In Final Fantasy yes. fourteen, when you make something in the crafting systems, there's also basically like hollow foil versions of those items that are more valuable and more powerful. Okay, and is and, the process different to get them? For like, if you're programming a macro to to make a certain thing, is there a different like input you put in? Like, I'm yeah. kind of confused there. You there's like all of the crafting classes in this game have their own combos and ability combos, almost the okay. same way that you would like combo. You know, use your he- light attack, heavy at- medium attack, heavy attack in combat. You do that to your materials when you're crafting as well (laughs) and every time you do that you increase the odds of it being like a hollow foil version of being the rare version so you can it starts at zero by default all the time a zero percent chance but then you Mm -hmm. can if you get it up to 75 percent if you fill up this bar to 75 percent by using the combos correctly without like draining its health all the way durability in this case you have a 75 percent chance of when you hit complete on the bar basically it becomes the hollow foil version. Or there's a 25% chance that it won't be. So you will have wasted a bunch of time. But you can program macros that people have basically like (laughs) figured out mathematically. This is the best way to get 98% of the time you will get the best version of this thing. If you if you type in these like this code into the game. The cool thing about Final Fantasy fourteen, anybody, any anytime anybody talks about it, is that like you remember Funka, you were talking about how Eastward has Earthbound, Earth, sorry, Earthborn, yeah, and it's like wow, one whole video game inside of the video game, yeah. Uh-huh. But yeah. Final Fantasy fourteen kind of gives you what sounds like one hundred and thirty eight video games, yeah. and then also an intro to coding class, yeah, with, for your subscription fee. <laughs> Yeah, I just love true. to picture dudes in the market like just fighting for their life, like yeah. beating up a piece of gold bar, <laughs> trying to get the best. Look. <laughs> That's not far off from how it works. Yeah. Anyway, I talked way too long about that stuff. Uh, I no, have a lot of fun great. with it. Final Fantasy IV is also a good game. Um, we are probably going to skip questions this week because I took too long to describe a, no. a boring thing that nobody likes. No, you know, you didn't take too long. I spent the first five fucking minutes of this show talking about deep fried mac and cheese ravioli. <laughs> that shit's on me, not you. Uh, no, that was a good conversation. This has all been a good conversation and a good episode 
of Channel F, the premier fan bite video game podcast. And also an episode of Friends Reunion, as Paul yeah, says in the welcome. chat. Speaking of Paul, <laughs> you can one. follow our wonderful producer on Twitter.com at Polymayo. That's like P-O-L-I and then Mayo, like mayonnaise. It's like that. No, it's, how you like spell it. his, it's like his last name. It's Polymayo. But people don't necessarily know how to spell a person's name. They probably know how to spell Mayo. Anyway, you can find Funke on Twitter at FunkeFly. You can find me on Twitter. <laughs> you could follow the. You could find. I. You cut out there for me for a second, Nikki. Oops, I've just muted you. Uh, um, they are on Twitter at, <laughs> at GodSua. I am on Twitter at, at Steven Strum. You can follow <laughs> Fanbyte. At oops. On at oops, Fanbyte Media. <laughs> uh, uh, what are we even doing? Um. This has been a great episode. Thank you all for listening. Yeah. Um, I have one tip for all, everybody out there. If you well, work in an office, make sure that your uh, messages are professional and stay tuned. Keep that down. Bye. Bye. What's good, everybody? I'm your host, Khalif Adams of the Spawn On Me podcast, the premier podcast spotlighting people of color in the video game industry. Join us every week for news, previews, and reviews around all the games that you care about in the video game industry. We do all of that with a smidge of nuance while we tackle hard conversations through a prism of blackness. Make sure you're checking out our show every week here on the Fanbyte Podcast Network.